Hello, it is FMC. I am Jeremy. That is that. That is SP3. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? It is Tuesday. We are here on Fightful Overbooked. A lot to talk about. Very fun episode. And SP3, you know, last week that's kind of mean to you. Yes, you we are. Were, we were like twelve hours removed, more less than that, removed from get hard of the Indiana Pacers hitting a big shot against the Lakers. And then since then, the Los Angeles Lakers have not lost. They have even defeated the Indiana Pacers. Or they defeated it. They defeated the Milwaukee Bucks, the favorite in the East. Milwaukee Bucks, one of the favorites in the East. My my favorite, my finals pick. The floor is yours, SP3. The floor is yours. We beat the Bucks. We beat the Wizards. We're on a we're on a road trip right now. We got two big games. We got Cleveland tonight. We got Philly uh, later this week as well. So we got we got some hard road games coming up. We got the Toronto. We go to Toronto this week as well. But let's talk about my Los Angeles Lakers. Eight out of ten winners of eight out of ten games. And you know why I'm happy about this? You know why I'm vindicated about this? One, because all the Laker haters, like Jeremy Lambert, they were all good just a week ago. They were laughing. <laughs> you saw you saw the title for last week's show? <laughs> Lakers not 500. Lakers lose again. <laughs> LOL Lakers. Now we are in a world that the Lakers have won eight out of ten, and you know who was the who was who was in the running for player of the week. You know who's in the running where people are talking about right now, Jeremy. You know who people are saying is looking like one of the best players in the league. If might I say, might be looking like a Top five MVP candidate, Anthony Davis. You know how vindicated I was when I looked at those numbers after we after we beat the Bucks. I looked at the numbers, and the numbers don't lie. Jeremy lies, but the numbers don't lie, y'all. Numbers don't lie. Anthony Davis is looking like the best big man in all of the NBA. And you know how he put the cherry on top? You know how he said, I know SP3 and Jeremy going to talk after this game. So let me have my best game of this stretch on the game just before FMC on a Tuesday morning. He drops 55 and 17. One of the best games of the season so far in the entire NBA of any of any player, Luka Dantage, Giannis Antetokounmpo, yes, I said it correctly, y'all, Joel Embiid, all of them can't top what Anthony Davis got done in Washington in a dominant win. He is shooting 74%. He's got 74% from the field, hitting threes. This man is playing like he is unstoppable. Might I say, I might go as far as to say, Anthony Davis is playing like an elite big. 
That's what he is playing like. He is playing like an elite big. He is playing like a top five MVP candidate. The Lakers is two games below 500, which by Lake by the bar that I lowered for my Los Angeles Lakers of 13 and 19 by Christmas, we are we are we are looking like we are going to be well ahead of that. I'm hoping you know we can keep up the momentum. I'm not going to get too cocky. I'm just more, I'm more vindicated by how Anthony Davis is performing. But the floor is yours. I'm going to be very fair to your Los Angeles Lakers because I am a fair person, SB3. I'm a fair man. I know you think that I'm just here to hate on the Lakers and make fun of them every single week because largely they give me a lot of reasons to make fun of them. They do. You got to be honest. They give me a lot of reasons to make fun of them. This past week, though, they were great. Anthony Davis was great. Anthony Davis was looking like a top five MVP candidate. He was looking like the best player, one of the best players in the league. When he plays like this, the Los Angeles Lakers are an excellent basketball team. I will tell you this. You know what? I will. I'm, I'm going to be so fair. I'm going to read. I'm going to read my text to you. Okay. I'm gonna read my text to you. Hold on. I, this is after. This is after the the Wizards game. All right. So my buddy Samer, he was like Anthony Davis did what? And I was like he had 55 points. Like that's, you know, he he was great. I said, I asked him, are the Lakers the favorite? if Anthony Davis stays playing like this. Now, that's a big caveat of Anthony Davis staying yes. playing like this. And staying and healthy, yes, yes. Yeah. That's a big caveat. But are they the favorite? And he said no, not buying it. I said, I think they are the favorite in the West if he stays playing like this. I'm in. I really think they're the favorite in the West because when Anthony Davis is playing like this, when he's not trying to be a stretch four, when he's not taking six, seven, eight threes a game, when he is aggressive and attacking and the offense is rolling through him, he's excellent. He is excellent. When LeBron's taking more of a back seat, when Russ, well, I think Russ has been hit and miss since coming off the bench. When he initially came off the bench, he was having big games and stuff. Then he was having the games where he was shooting like three of 11 for 12 points and yeah. everything. Here's the thing with Russ. that That's just who he's going to be, right? That's Russell Westbrook. But if he's just allowed to be Russell Westbrook, and that can mean a lot of things, but if he's just allowed to be Russell Westbrook, he can be impactful on the game in a more positive than negative way. The problem with Russ in his Lakers stint so far is that he and LeBron James have never adapted to each other. And that was the fear when they first acquired him. It was like, oh, who's going to play off the ball? And they're both saying the right things and all this stuff. And then neither of them actually made any adjustments. But if you let Russell Westbrook just go out there, run the offense, he has great chemistry with Anthony Davis. He's always he had does. great chemistry with bigs. Like with Steven Adams, love playing with Steven Adams. He, he loves playing with, with really any type of big because you can run pick and roll, you can run pick and pop, he can navigate the screen and everything. Like he loves playing with bigs. And Anthony Davis is an elite big. Um so when Westbrook is allowed to do that, and when he's playing less with LeBron and more with either himself or just Davis. He can just be Russell Westbrook. And look, that means you're going to get your four of 12 shooting games and yeah. everything. 
but he still is just going to impact the game. And in a good way, not, not always in the terrible way that he has been pretty much throughout his entire Lakers thing. Anthony Davis plays like this. They are the favorite. That comes down to one. I look Anthony Davis playing at a top five level, LeBron James still being really good. Russell Westbrook being impactful Two, I don't really buy anybody in the West. Oh no. This West is, this is the definition (laughs) of parody in this, in this West. Like the Suns have remained at the number one spot, but they are just like the most janky number one seed I've seen in the West this early in quite some time. Like they, no one is confident of in them to, you know, ride out being the number one seed one and two, if they are the number one seed all the way into the playoffs, no one believes in them to make it to the finals yet. So they they haven't proven anything just yet with their play this season. But, man, Anthony Davis, I, I this is why I said what I said before the season started. Because I believe in this man. If he's healthy, if they if he remains healthy, he plays hard. He is one of the best players in the league. That's why we we spent all those all our future on getting him because he was that damn good at 26 years old. He should still be that damn good now at what is he 29, 30? So I I think that you know the injuries can add up after a while. He's 29. Uh, the injuries can add up after a while, but you could tell he's feeling good right now. He has a rhythm. Like you said, Russell Westbrook is playing very well with him. But even like I was watching, you know, the Wizards and the Bucks game. Russ is playing even well with LeBron in those two games. Like LeBron and Russ had a great uh, pick and roll. Like if they do like kind of the, the, the handoff pick and roll between Russ and LeBron that I think that play could work either way. You could play, you could play Russ as the, as the roller, or you could play LeBron as the roller. And I think they could play well with each other. They proved that in these last two games, but Anthony Davis is playing out of his mind. He's averaging 29 points per game. 13 rebounds, three assists on 59% from the field. He's only averaging 35 minutes per game. That's exactly, I would even want that a little bit lower. If he's in that range, I think that's exactly what we want, the type of output that we're getting from him right now. LeBron is still LeBron, but he's an older LeBron. So I think that now they understand that and they're playing more through Anthony Davis. And we're seeing the difference in that. And I, this is why I said that was the best move. I said, play through Anthony Davis, make him the number one, make LeBron more of a facilitator, and let Russ come off the bench. They have done those things, and we have, oh, we're have we on our best stretch of the season. The West is a mess. And you said you parody, like that's what it is. The Suns, I've been down on the Suns since the start of the season. They've proved me wrong. So far, you've been down on the sun since I dragged them after they they lost. (laughs) They've proved me wrong. I mean, they got beat by Dallas last night. Dallas, Luca just like kind of owns that team, but then he also blew a 20 point lead on opening night. So it's weird. Like with with the Mavs, sometimes they look like they are going to be a formidable team. And then some nights they just look very, they look very inconsistent. They haven't like they, they have their 12 and 11 right now, but they haven't really had a consistent stretch of games. I would say even the Lakers at 10 and 12, you know, a worse record than them. We are more consistent on this more consistent stretch right now than any stretch the Mavs has had in these first 23 games. 
22 games. I, I was talking, talking to my friend Samer, and like Mavs have big OKC, like peak OKC vibes of like they're a favorite. They have the best player, arguably the best player, one of the best players in the league on their team. But the roster construction is very weird. And like OKC during those days was very reliant on like, hey, Russ and Kevin do shit. And that's very much what it is with the Mavs. Like, hey, Luca, just like do shit. And they run just like straight up hard in Houston offense. Uh, but like, it's a weird team of you expect them to be good. They're in every game. Like, I think most of their losses are only by like a couple of possessions. They don't get blown out or anything like they that. They lose They're a lot in, of close games. Yeah, they lose like a lot of close games. And a lot of times it's because they blew a lead in the fourth quarter. Just heavy, like, Russ Durant, OKC vibes with that team. Of, like, things that can go wrong will go wrong with this team. I watched the game against Detroit. I'm like, they were they were down big, and then they, they took the lead early in the fourth, and then it was kind of back and forth. And then, like, things that things went really right for them in the final minute of that game. The Pistons missed some shots. Uh, the Mavericks made some good plays, hit some open threes. Got, uh, like, Reggie Bullock got, like, a layup to tie it. And everything and then like they had all the momentum going to overtime i was like oh well they're the better team they got luca it's fine and then like killian hayes just hits like contested threes on them it's like huh what is happening here uh the the game against okc where they blew like the 25 point lead in the fourth quarter and everything it's very much of like if it can go wrong for the mavericks it will go wrong and they'll somehow just find a way to lose games they shouldn't lose but then they'll win games that you think like oh well maybe they're not going to win this game they're they're frustrating. I can't imagine being Go, the Golden State Warriors game yeah, was, the Warriors a, game, was yeah. an example of that. I did not think they were going to win that game, and they just did. It just it's very weird right now how they're playing. You have to kind of design your defense to stop Luca, but that's like seemingly impossible. So you're kind of stuck in a situation where you can try your best to contain Luca. You're not going to stop him, but you can contain him instead of him breaking out for 40 or 50, you get him for 30, you know, let him put up 30 on you and just make sure everybody else is, you know, has a hand in their face on their, uh, you know, three point shots, because that's a, that's a lot what the other players outside of Luca just get, they get, you know, open jump shots more than anything. Yeah. They're, they're a weird team. And I can't imagine like actually being like a Mavs fan. Cause again, just peak. OKC vibes of, Oh yeah. I, I remember how this feels. So shout out to all the Mavs fans who were, Let's talk about going through it. I'm sure. Let's talk about now that the team that has taken our mantle, Jeremy, because uh, quite obviously before this stretch of games, the eight out of 10 and this past week, the Lakers were the most disappointing team of the regular season so far. Yes. But since Anthony Davis is a top five MVP candidate, elite big, um, we are not that anymore. The new mantle of most disappointing team of the regular season so far it's the minnesota timberwolves what oh. the people are calling this the worst trade of all time i've heard that discussion it's not a good that one. discourse it's not a good one i had some faith in minnesota because they they went for it they tried to do something different and i appreciated that with minnesota I thought, all right, maybe Towns can stretch a little bit more. Yeah. Gobert will get utilized a little bit better. Maybe Anthony Edwards or D'Angelo Russell will actually hit him on the roll. That hasn't actually come to fruition. Uh, Rudy Gobert just might 
completely be useless on offense. <laughs> he legitimately just might be useless. Like he might get some offensive rebounds and some tip-ins and stuff, but as far as like hitting this guy on a roll, trying to run any type of offense through him, he has like stone hands. Like it looks like like Medusa just looked at his hands and it's like, you know what? This is what you have right now. Just cinder blocks for hands. Can't catch the ball. No real touch around the rim. Like he just might be useless offensively. And that's not good. Like I watched OKC for years play use Andre Robertson, who was about as useless as you could get offensively. Maybe yeah, he'd he cut was. to the basket every now and again and get you like a layup. But like teams legitimately, it felt like we were playing five on four at times because they just wouldn't pay attention to him it feels very much same vibes with rudy gobert and defensively he's obviously still good but the jazz clearly had a scheme that worked for him and the timberwolves either their guards don't don't uh have that same kind of commitment that the jazz did i mean gobert was calling out donovan mitchell of like hey, need this guy to defend better. And then he goes to Minnesota and plays with D'Angelo Russell and shit. And it's like, you know what? Maybe Donovan Mitchell was trying on defense because now I'm maybe, seeing maybe what Maybe Donovan actual... was putting in effort. Maybe, just yeah. maybe. Yeah, now I'm seeing what, what actual dying on a screen and just giving up on the first step looks like. And this sucks. And like teams, teams know how to kind of just make Gobert less of a force defensively you can pull him away from the basket and he's not guarding anybody on the perimeter so like it hasn't worked out for minnesota the thing with minnesota is like i don't know what their other option is because they committed to this they committed very hard to like we're gonna go for it we're gonna try something it's like okay what do you do now you have gobert to this big contract you have edwards to this big contract you have towns to this big contract towns is hurt right now Russell, I don't think he has much trade value right now. So if you're going to try to deal him, what do you what do you get for him? But you got to make Gobert and Towns work, or you got to try to get rid of one of these guys. And I don't know which one you get rid of. It seems like it'd be Towns because he's been there for a while. And trying to trade Gobert, one, I think his value is completely sunk. And you're yeah. not going to get the same value for him if you try to trade him than what you got for him as you acquired him. Towns, I still think, has a lot of value. Because I, I think, I, I I threw this out there to get to my buddy Samer, of what if OKC went for it with Towns? What if you traded the picks, all these picks you've acquired, what if you traded them? You basically trade everyone not named Shea, Giddy, and I think they'd really press hard to get Giddy. And I don't know if I would do that. Yeah, they would. What if you traded everyone not named Shay, Giddy, Chet, and Jalen Williams? Because Jalen Williams has emerged. This guy's good. He's playing really this well. guy, people are saying he's like top three rookie, at least top five in, in rookie of the year right now. He's really good. So what if you trade anybody not named those four? I'm willing to give up Dort. Uh, I like Lou Dort, but like, if you got a chance to co- acquire Carl Anthony Towns, you, you go for it uh basely poku i'm i'm iffy about like if i wouldn't be too upset if they gave up poku but i'd also like to kind of keep him because he's clearly developed at a good level and he's still very young and i'd like to keep him but you're largely looking at like a trade centered around 
a lot of the draft picks, uh, Ludes Ort, so he can come in and be kind of a three and D guy for him. You you hand the 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 keys over to the offense, continue to be with Anthony Edwards and everything. Uh, you get Baisley in there who can basically, uh, he's not Carl Anthony Towns, but he's a low maintenance guy who plays good defensively and, and can be, and can hit shots and do a little bit on offense and everything. You basically just redesign your team a little bit, get more low maintenance players, get a bunch of draft picks, restock the draft picks, and then you give up Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think Minnesota would go for it. One, there's probably a better offer out there if they did. Two, like you'd, you'd want to get Giddy or Poku in that type of deal. And if I'm OKC, I think I stick with the plan of like, hey, let's see what it looks like when Chet's back. So I don't know if I can. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But like, that's my re- reservation. Like for the most part, I like it's Carl Anthony Towns. He's the third best center, the third best big. I not I don't want to say big because Anthony Davis is considered a big at this point. But behind. Elite big. Yes. Behind Jokic and Joel Joel Embiid, like center, is, yeah, yeah. Is there another center out there that's like better than, than Carl Anthony Towns? Like, I don't, no. I don't think there is. So, no. like, you want to go, and he's still young. Like, you want to go after that guy, but then there is the worry of the fit of like Chet and, and Carl Anthony Towns. This is why, like, I don't think OKC is like going to press this deal, but I think if it's presented to them. And you don't give up the guys I just mentioned. If Lou Dort is like the best player, like best current player you're giving up, I think you take a swing at this. Those draft picks are nice and everything, but those draft picks aren't going to be as valuable in the coming years as OKC hopefully continues to grow. I just think that if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, you got to get Josh Giddy in that deal if you're going to so Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. So I think. I think that 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 is not that bad for OKC to give up, especially with their draft capital that they have for the upcoming draft. I think they could score, you know, a a point guard or a two guard that could fill in that role. And the way Shea is performing, man, Shea is playing nuts this season, averaging, you know, 31 points per game, one of the tops in the league. You know, you can kind of – you don't have to have, like, a – and all around, you know, play. It's great to have a Josh Kitty by, you know, Shea Gilders Alexander for the, you know, the next 10 years or so. But you could just get like a defense. You can get a Roberson if you got someone like Shea who does no, it all. No, you can get no. you can get yourself a Roberson who's just a shutdown perimeter defender and a three and D type of guy or something like that. So I think that they will be okay, even if they did give up Josh Kitty. But I do agree with you. OKC does have can present probably the best package for a Carl Anthony Towns trade. I don't see anyone else in the league that can give them that type of offer. I mean, I could see a team like maybe Miami in that race. They're another disappointing team this season so far. And you could see them like trading like a Bam and maybe a Kyle Lowry and some draft capital for Carl Anthony Towns to kind of just go all in and say Jimmy and Carl back together in in Miami and just go for it. But Nah, other than that, OKC definitely has the best package for a car. I don't know how much draft capital Miami like actually has. I'm gonna look at their their future picks. Um, I don't know because I think OKC has one of their first round picks. Let's see. Yeah, I think so. I do think so. 
Uh, so in 20, oh, wait, where are we at? Oh, this seems like an old, old blog. That's 2023 old. is the next row. Yeah, th this was like 2022. Okay, so uh, it looks like they did, they do have their, their first round pick back in, in 2023. Um, maybe. I, some of this stuff is very tough it's to very read. confusing with yeah. like you know what what year you know it will wave to and all that other stuff it's confusing uh i will say looking at the you know finishing up talking about the western conference man the jazz and the trailblazers came down to earth didn't they yeah they did <laughs> okay so according to to fanspo which seems to be the most reasonable to try to read here um even though it looks like they actually have good draft count they have their first in 23 24 26 27 28 like they have draft capital if they did want to try to try to make some deals really the only first they don't have is 2025 so you know yeah they, they've got they've got the picks they they have young players like duncan robinson that's a big contract. You're going to need contracts to yeah. match Towns, regardless. I don't. I don't, I don't know if they would treat him after you know. Sound, even though he's playing awful this year, if yeah. I'm the Minnesota like, Timberwolves, yeah. I don't want him. After yeah. after you paid him and then he's playing this bad, like. See, I don't think they give up Bam Lowry. They they probably do, but then you. I would think I would like, think that Bam would be the 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 player that would probably be the biggest that they could they could yeah. trade to kind of get in there and that would be a probably a better option for minnesota then what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Uh, Josh Giddy OKC package. The thing with acquiring Giddy if you're Minnesota is like, oh, no, okay, now you have Giddy Edwards Russell. You you can't have. Yeah, you would have to trade Russell. You would have to trade Russell too. And Bradley had a separate trade. Yeah, because Giddy not great off ball and largely because he's not a great shooter. And so teams aren't going to like pay super attention to him. Like him and Shea are still trying to figure things out off ball. And it's coming together uh, throughout the season. You see, I'm very happy that we're starting to see like good glimpses of them playing off ball together uh, because that's kind of the point of this season, I feel. And Edwards, you want the ball in his hand. He's a dynamic scorer. And Russell, like, typically needs the ball in his hand yeah you'd have to trade russell in a, in a separate deal to get some type of probably some type of uh big in return but i i don't know i don't know if minnesota is like actively shopping carl anthony towns I, yeah. I i've said this i can't remember if i've said this on this show i know i've said it to to my, uh to sammer but like i think we're gonna see december 15th is like the restriction deadline of like hey everybody who got signed in the off season can now be can traded, now be traded. I think we're going to see like sort of minor moves and stuff as teams reposition and figure out how much they're going to go for it the rest of this year. Cause it feels very open this year. Boston is the only team that's really established as like, Hey, they are a definite favorite. I still think teams are teams should be worried about Milwaukee Middleton's yeah. back. I know they lost to the Lakers, but Middleton's going to completely 
All right, he's going to start ramping things up and everything. He only played like 20. Cavs look good as well. Cavs have slipped a little bit. Yeah, uh, they have. They have, but I, I still think that they've looked good. They've won yeah. seven of their last 10. So, so, so teams, I think we're going to see a lot of repositioning when it comes to teams. Um, we talked about them a few weeks ago, but I think a bigger discussion needs to be had about the Chicago Bulls because they ain't looking good. And they're, they're like nine and 13 right now. Nine and 14 and, now. Okay, there you go. And they got – they're a team that thought they were going to compete. And they've got players who are very useful if you want to try to make a deal. They got DeRozan if you're trying to, like, make a big impact. They've got uh, Vucevic, who's a good big, who fills multiple roles. Does a He, he can play to the basket or he can play in the paint. He can stretch out. Uh, defensively shaky. Rebounds well. like, But he's he's a very good big in the league. Not elite, but very good. Um, you've got Caruso, who is just like the ultimate role player, three and D guy who teams would love to have Lonzo. I have no idea when Lonzo ball is going to play basketball. Game. Yeah. That's not looking good there. No, uh, it's not. All, all I will say is that if I'm like Miami, Toronto, Philly, I'd be calling up Chicago. <laughs> I'd be, uh, if, if, if they're going to do it in, you know, an in-conference trade, if it's over in the West, if I'm the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Timberwolves. Oh, could you I, imagine I would... if the Dallas Mavericks could somehow get DeMar DeRozan? Dude, I made that <laughs> trade in 2K before and they won the championship. <laughs> I know how good that could be. I, I would love that so, so much. So, so much. I because the Rosen is a guy who can just do it could be Chris Paul to Luca's James Harden. Yeah. He can ISO, he he can just run it, and he's he's really developed he, from his Spurs years on, he's become a great playmaker. So yeah, he, he can play make out of the ISO and the pick and roll and everything. That would be a really big get for I have no idea what they give up. I don't know what Chicago would want. It's not like they have like a great a lot of great young players. You'd have to give up plenty of draft capital. Uh Tim Hardaway Jr. would probably have to be in the deal just for money purposes. Davis Bertan's definitely in the deal for money purposes. But I feel like that would be a really good deal for for the Mavericks. I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm here for it. I want to see this now. I want they should definitely go out of your way to. And even even if they, you know, if he's healthy by trade deadline, someone like Lonzo with with Luca. I think like that's really all. Like Luca is ball dominant, but if he had like maybe a true point guard or another another scorer around him, I think that's all the Mavericks really need. As far as like someone like. Vucic on uh, the Warriors. If the Warriors wanted to get in there, maybe trade some of their young players and draft capital and really solidify themselves in the front court because, you know, Draymond has declined. Wiseman hasn't been the most consistent Wiseman and hasn't, hasn't taken that next step. So, so cut bait. Let's call it what it is with James Wiseman. It, it's not that he hasn't been consistent. It's that he might just not be very good. Or at least he's not very good for the Warriors, and he's not going to be able to be what the Warriors want him to be. Maybe, maybe he figures it out on another team, or maybe he's just Hashim the Beat. Maybe he's just the Beat. That's look. Oh, um, damn. That might just be who he is. He damn. might just be Hashim. All right. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. That was, no, a, that was a deep cut. That was a deep cut, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I remember OKC signed him like two years, three years after he got drafted of like, because Presti went on this kick of like everybody from this draft class. He's like, we're going to sign him. And then he played like five games. It just wasn't. Some guys are just the beat. They they're bust. And James Wiseman, he did. James Wiseman might just be a bust. I hope he figures it out. I don't think he's going to figure it out on the Warriors. I, if I'm the Warriors, I try to trade him just now because you can maybe sell him on his, on potential and everything. But I, he might not. It just might not be very good. It might not be working. Might be true, but at least he's Darko Milovic. He got a ring. <laughs> Darko got a ring, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. He's Darko. Yeah, he, yeah. That's what I call a first-round draft pick who doesn't play up to his potential but still winds up getting a ring. They are Darko Milovic. <laughs> we, we will see. I I think there's going to be a lot of trades. Okay, let me let me throw uh one one at you lakers related and then then we will we'll move on uh kate actually says here for the hardball song reprise um strike uh, one caught you by (laughs) surprise strike two right before your eyes strike three (laughs) that was that was the that was the jam man hardball such a classic movie movie r.i.p r.i.p g baby saddest scene i've ever seen a movie that movie is great um Corey says you're teasing me with the idea of Demar coming home to Toronto. Maybe I could see it. I can. I mean, that would make him a much better team. So, I mean, if you had, what? if you put Demar with uh, with Scotty Barnes, it's a wrap. Toronto's been they've been like consistent, like mediocre consistent. If yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like they're middle, they're, they're middle a good team. Yeah, like they're a good team. They need something that puts them to the next step and puts them over the top. And maybe like it is DeMar DeRozan. I don't know if that like gets you a championship, but this version of DeMar DeRozan is really good. So could make them a solid five, six seed though, which right now they're a playing team. So that's an improvement. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Five, five, six is a good call. I was thinking like maybe even top four and like Milwaukee. If it's DeMar of last year. Yeah, maybe. Milwaukee and Boston are like the only two that I'm like sold on. The Cavs are there at three, and I, the Cavs are good. They they've been they've been inconsistent. Um, but this is early season. They're a new team. They're a new team together. They're still working out their chemistry. I think I think we saw though in those first couple of games their potential. So I think that they'll still be a top four seed. And the Hawks they just lost to OKC last night. I don't buy this team at all and i've been a big proponent of trey young and he's not been hasn't shot the ball well i think he's getting used to playing off ball with deontay murray and he hasn't adjusted too well there's the thing with uh nate miller and the coach that they're having some type of tiff right now which isn't good like i don't buy them your your brooklyn nets solidly in the sixth seed and not so much drama as of late, gotta say it's been a little disappointing. I like the we, we talked, we talked, uh, talked to family over the holidays, and you know, we were they were not very happy with the treatment of the media 
of uh, Kyrie Irving, but Kyrie is back on the court. That's all that matters. We're staying focused on the present and the future, and the Nets are looking okay. They're looking average. They're looking fine. They look they they kind of gone through their whole tide of the the bad stretch of the early season. I don't know if we're gonna have another bad stretch, but they just look more down to earth than they have in the first couple of games. Let me throw this one at you, talking about the Lakers, and then we'll we'll finish up with, with basketball talk. You got four guards right now. You've yes. got Westbrook, Nunn, Beverly, Schroeder. You don't need all four of these guys. No. Because I As don't think... Schroeder's been playing a lot more minutes, though, because he's been our most consistent shooter out of those four. I think to really solidify themselves as a top team and potentially one of the favorites in the West, they need another shooter. Just a guy you can rely on to like actually hit these shots. Because I don't think they have that guy yeah. right now. Where it's like, they, they don't have... And Kyle Korver is a, a very heavy example because Kyle Korver is one of the greatest shooters of all time. Matt Ryan has that potential. They just released him. They released Matt Oh, yeah, Ryan. you're right. You're right. They, they released him. So, like, they need that guy where it's like, if he has uh, an open three, you feel confident it's going in. Because they don't have that guy right now. I don't know who that guy is that, that's out there. But what, what are you doing with these guards? You've got to give up one of them. And potentially even a first round pick. Like, who are you giving up? Who are you looking at to to try to acquire? Uh, if I had to give up one of the guards, it would probably either be none or Beverly, preferably maybe even both, because I don't think we need four point guards or three point guards. So I think we could we could afford trading both of them and maybe the twenty twenty nine draft pick i don't know about 2027 i wouldn't trade both draft picks and i know the lakers have stand firm in that belief and looking at kind of the other teams that are kind of struggling and might be selling at this point uh i mean there's a couple of good players on the spurs that can that can shoot but spurs Spurs, I mean, no, no Western Conference team trades with us. That's the issue with that. So we only, we have a whole half of this half of the league that we can't trade with because Western Conference teams refuse to trade with the Lakers. Can they get Caruso back? Is that like a legal trade? Yeah, yeah, because it's been more than a year. So Caruso for Beverly Nunn and a first round pick. Oh, that puts the Bulls over. All right, take out Nunn, just Beverly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Beverly and maybe twenty twenty nine. I mean, if the if the Bulls are selling like that, then yeah, sure, go for it. I mean, they got to have a better offer than Patrick fucking Beverly. Like that's not. Hey, I want Kuzma back. You saw a great Kuzma played in that game versus the Lakers. Kuzma has been playing really good. He's been playing really well. I'll take Kuzma back. All right, Goran Dragic, get him. There you go, Caruso and Dragic. For Beverly and a first, I don't know if the Bulls do that. They they gotta have a better offer out there. No, I honestly, I I want to see us kind of ride this out. We've 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 done this. You we're don't playing know. Well. Patrick Beverly sucks, dude. When we when no, of course, when we get to when we get to February, then I can think more. You know, I can see more who's selling, who the teams are that are tanking that might be selling some players, and we can get a good shooter from that. As of right now, I don't think that we need to make a trade 
in, you know, as soon as like December 15th and everyone can be traded. No, I think that we need to wait, wait it out, see how we are like the beginning of next year. And then we could take it from there. I think if you can trade Patrick Beverly or Kendrick Nunn, you do it immediately because I don't think either of these guys are good. And you, you rather get the guy in there early than them late. Let hey, Patrick Beverly's got a good plus minus for us. Patrick Beverly sucks. I got a good plus minus. Got Does a good he? Plus minus, yes. Plus minus. Th- this this stat. I don't know if it started in hockey, but hockey has used it forever. It's the most overrated stat and useless yeah. stat of all time because guys can just be on the ice for like a goal because like they just happen to play with a really good player or they're, they're changing and a goal happens or whatever. Like a lot of times bench players don't have a great plus minus because they might be on the court the entire time when another start. It's stupid. It's a dumb stat. And Patrick Beverly is not good. He can't shoot. He trick y'all on defense. He doesn't handle the ball. Kendrick Nunn is just terrible. He's like, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's 50 cent Dennis Schroeder and you got Dennis Schroeder. So what do you need Kendrick Nunn for? That honestly might be too nice calling him 50 cent Dennis Schroeder. He might be 25 cent Dennis Schroeder. 50 cent Dennis Schroeder. That is great. That is great. Dollar value Dennis Schroeder. He's worse than that. He's legitimately worse than that. His DVD Ben Dennis Schroeder is what he is. Like he's he's just awful. They don't need all these guys. Wow. I think you gotta trade, you trade Beverly or none or both as soon as you possibly can. I mean, I'm looking, I'm going to look at Beverly's uh, shooting numbers. That's where, that's where we're struggling at with him. He's, he's averaging 27 and a half from the field and 22% from three. Why is this man averaging three, three attempts per game? He is averaging more three attempts per game than Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves combined. I mean, Davis doesn't need to be taken as many. No, he doesn't. He he's averaging the perfect amount of threes. Yeah, he's averaging, like he, he's averaging one actually, and a half threes attempts per game. Right. That that's why that's when they started to better. Is just he's cut out all of these yeah. threes. Yeah, and he's shooting eighty three percent from free throw. He's shooting really well this season. He it was the it was the best move for him. Stop shooting the three, get in the paint more. He's been more consistent. Lonnie Walker is actually our best three he's point been shooter. Good. Yeah, he's Lonnie been shooting 39 percent from three. Yeah, he's he's been very good for them. I've I've been impressed by Lonnie Walker, and he was like a sort of a risk, but a risk you could be willing to take if you're the Lakers and you haven't been able to construct a decent roster in two years. Um, like Lonnie Walker, athletic guy, high potential that just didn't work out in San Antonio, but that was, that was a nice little pick. I think the best thing about him is he just plays with so much energy. I've always like, yeah. no matter what game I see. And if he's on the court, I'm he's going to stand out because he's running up and down the court. He's plays defense. He's going to shoot. He's going to shoot shots. He's going to be active on offense. So Lonnie Walker was def- probably the best pickup for us this offseason. I mean, they didn't pick up anybody else. Who else did they, Patrick Dennis Beverly Schroeder and Patrick him. Beverly. <laughs> certainly ain't Beverly and Kendrick Nunn. 
Schroeder, will, well, they got none two seasons ago. He didn't play it all last season. Yeah, but we signed him back. That's what I said after this offseason. Yeah, that he's, he's bad. He's not good at all. No. All right. Let's move on. SP3, you watched Wednesday. Yeah, good dance. You watched Wednesday. You said last week. I watched it mm-hmm. over the weekend. Uh, Live and I don't watch like too much television. She she came home from work and she was like, "We gotta watch this show Wednesday." I saw it and I, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I wanna I wanna check it out and watch it. Anyway, so I was like, "Yeah, sure." Like it, it it seems enough up my alley. I love like a good like mystery drama type of thing. I knew it was about like the Adams family and that, but that was about it. I didn't realize it was Tim Burton did it or that it was like I knew Janet Ortega was in it and i knew know her from from stuck in the middle kids love that you told me off air which i didn't realize she was in season two of you and i did yeah. not realize that was her in, in that show because i didn't know of her i watched you before i watched stuck in the middle so i didn't put it all together that that that, that was her. yeah um and, and season two was like two years ago at this point like almost another lifetime ago before. yeah um I think it was before the pandemic. Actually. Yeah, I think it was. Which him, I think. So yeah. that was another lifetime before yeah. the pandemic. Completely other life for me. Uh, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't put it all together. But we binge watched Wednesday on or throughout this weekend. Let me get your thoughts on it first, SB3. Then I'll give my review. All right. So like when I talk about the W word that ends in lessening, um, I I'm gonna say the nitpick that I have here. I was thrown off by the concept in general because I'm an Adams Family Mark. When I say I'm an Adams Family Mark, it doesn't mean that I just watch the movies. I actually watched Nick at Night a lot when I was a kid. So I watched the old Adams Family uh, TV show from the 60s. I've I've seen even the comic books. So the what people need to understand. The concept and what made the Adams Family the Adams Family, what made the Adams Family funny, why we have had so many iterations of the Adams Family is the concept of a weird family who thinks they're normal and thinks normal things are weird. That's basically the joke, the punchline. That was always the joke and the punchline. And sometime between like the movies I think it was the movies that kind of went away from that tone where they were kind of like the, the Adams family were never aware of their weirdness. They thought, like I said, they thought their weirdness was normal and they thought normalcy was weird. But in the movies, probably like the second movie, we kind of got that acknowledgement that they realize they're weird and they just are weird and they're kind of like snobs about the weird especially like the chris uh christina ricci wednesday character in the second movie was exactly like that and kind of you kind of saw shades of that in this film but in this uh series but i love the fact going back to what i love about this and that's the only nitpick that i have about it, it that threw me off at first but i love the fact that it kind of went against expectations of Really, in this in this concept of Wednesday Adams going to this outcast school, she's the only normal one. She's the only human at this outcast school. And a lot of if you you kind of have to kind of introspectively watch the show 
where Wednesday comes off like she has like some type of she's on the autism spectrum because she has a lot of social issues. And I I like that that was kind of like not overly touched on, but it was kind of a, a crucial part of the show is Wednesday's interactions with everybody and the in the constant acknowledgement of she has issues with emotion and social you know environments and like that i love her portrayal of the wednesday character i think that she brilliantly mixed what christina rishi was in the movies mixed with the original wednesday character and plus this was wednesday in a different form that we never seen before we've always seen wednesday six-year-old girl 10-year-old girl 12-year-old girl we never seen her as a teenager and i think that we saw that progression very well just overall, they created this kind of it 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 came off like, okay, this is gonna be a series about Wednesday, but then by the end of it, it's really an ensemble cast, and you can kind of kind of relate or like different characters throughout the whole thing. And I did not realize until like I saw like reviews on it how many scenes are not with Wednesday. This this became an ensemble cast by the end of the eight episode first season. I'm not as big of an Adams family fan as, as you are. I I watched the show here and there. I don't recall if I've actually seen the movies. I probably did like when they first came out, like just kind of glanced or whatever. I don't remember any of them. Not not just not that big into it. So I didn't have that. I, I have a different perspective on it. I watched this more. I know of the Adams family and everything, but uh yeah not that into it so i didn't watch it from a perspective of like hey this is the adams family i know all about them i know what they're like and stuff to me this is just like kind of fresh new show with just like uh characters that i've heard of type of thing if that makes sense but i watched it as just like a mystery with, with supernatural elements type of thing and just again names that i've sort of heard of but not characters that I that I really knew. Um, so from that aspect, I did I did enjoy it. I, I thought Jen Ortega was great. I really like her portrayal. She had the the she had a lot of funny like one liners because she enjoys death and pain and all of this stuff. So any time of like like when they're going in the cave, she's like, if you hear me screaming, I'm just having a good time type of thing. Like I, I like her one liners and stuff. I love Enid. I, possibly my favorite character Enid, because- Enid was it was in the clutch i was like i love their relationship their their friendship and how that came together and i'm sorry there's been a lot of of you know in the other thing that we love to talk about there's been a lot of great hugs this year but there's no hug yes. that popped me more <laughs> than Enid and wednesday at the yo when wednesday went full on i was like yes I was like, wifey was like, even wifey did the little fist bump. I was proud of her. The the wife and I said the same thing. Like, after that scene, we're like, they got a hug. They got a hug. And then she's like, it's Jay and Sammy. They're going to hug. It's going to happen. We popped so hard when they ended up hugging. It was great. I loved her because just the, you know, she's colorful. Wednesday is just dark and broody and everything. The the difference between the two just struck a nice little balance. Yeah. Uh, with, with it so and I, I thought the the person who played her was, was great as well so i loved enid I love, I love her arc as well about yeah. you know not being able to fully be a werewolf and i love the fact that a lot of her issues is the issues that 
Wednesday has. She has issues with her mother, her mother wanting something out of her and that disconnect in their relationship and that identity issue as well. Because Wednesday had a lot of that as well, because she would get compared to her mother. And then, you know, especially when she started having the visions and then she finds out that her mother had the visions. I love that they had that kind of they had their two separate arcs and storylines, but in a lot of ways you can relate them to each other. And that's what kind of makes the, the hug at the end so crucial and her coming in the clutch and uh becoming a wolf to fight off uh the hide which i would say nah i i, I kind of always kind of had that inkling in my in my mind that uh he that that character was gonna it's wind tyler. up be being the hide yeah spoiler alert it is tyler uh but but because that it kind of makes sense because it's kind of had gonna have to be a character that's close enough to wednesday that the reveal would hurt but I would say when they finally revealed that and then he started being a heel, he played a heel so well. That scene in the in the police station yeah. when, when he's like, I enjoy you. Yeah. When, he, <laughs> when he's great. like, what does it feel like to not win? I was like, oh shit, he switched real fast. Like, damn. And then, and then, even in the human form, you saw the eyes. The eyes are like the hide yeah. when he when he like turned that switch on. That was so good, and I loved all that. Christina Christina Ricci played the villain in this. That was great. That was that was tremendous. Our pal Cher Delaware is here. Oh, being very fucking loud, echoing on the screen. Are you like watching the show? Oh, there's a big echo, and it's starting. I don't know how. Me. I literally have headphones on. <laughs> well, it's not coming through your headphones. Do you hear this echo, SP3? Yes, I do. And I hear myself now. See, we got to take her <laughs> off because now the echo's gone, so we know who's fucking this. So we got to get this fixed, Cher Delaware. What are we doing here? Uh... Is that better? Mic Let's check see. one two one two. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. It's go. perfect, actually. The wife has arrived. <laughs> oh yes. So I had. I don't know if you guys do like. As the show progressed, I had a lot of different theories of who who the hide what was going to be, and my biggest two were the therapist because she talked to everybody. And yeah. the, I noticed that that thing. scene when she was making the, the toy thing, I was like, yeah. why would they show that scene? I was like, that, that did put like, put me my suspicion on her. So it, what that scene, it wasn't that one for me. It was the same thing Wednesday pointed out of when she goes into the hospital with the flowers, uh, the, the, the white flowers to give them to, to Eugene, the same flowers that were in the room. Uh, that they that they found i was like oh that's the the same flowers and wednesday point this out when she he outs her she outs her and then you know she dies anyway so it wasn't her and then my other one was christina ricci's character just because oh she's a normie like i don't know yeah like fully buy this and all her plants and poisons and potions and everything and i did think they would use the mother as some type of link to everything and my reason for this was tyler's last name is gaplin and the 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 other last name is gates i just put the g in the g yeah together. i feel like the mom's name is something with an l as well so i just tried to put it was, no it was uh morticia frump 
Morticia from Morticia is. I thought you were talking about Wednesday's mother. No. Oh, oh, oh. Tyler's mom. Oh, we don't okay, know her okay. name. No, 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 no. We just she was Gatlin. she was in the fencing class with Morticia. Yes, we don't know her name. Uh, so I kind of pieced it all together. I did not see Tyler quite as the hot. I did not see that, but I thought that Christina Ricci's character had something to do with all of this. And I, I put together a lot that Wednesday put together Xavier. All of that stuff was just too much of they're beating you over the head with it too much. And it's not going to be him. That's what I thought there. Uh, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the mystery aspect of it. One criticism I have, and this is just personal preference. This is not uh, a full on, Hey, don't watch the show because of this. I'm not big into the supernatural stuff. I it, reincarnating, uh, Joseph Crackstone, which is something I called as well, because I was like, the hide is just Joseph Crackstone reincarnated. And then what they do, they just reincarnate him like as Joseph Crackstone. Uh, so uh, that whole scene, the all the stuff at the end with the, the big fight scene is I'm not into that kind of stuff, not into the supernatural elements of a lot of this stuff. And I get they the, that was a big point of it as, as the hide and stuff. It got a little too out of hand with reincarnating Joseph Christ. I did like when Wednesday at the end is just like, oh, you're demise. When like she she comes, she frees herself from the chains, and Joseph Christ was like, oh, my demise. We're gonna take down everything. He's like, well, not as quite. And he just stabs Wednesday. He's like, eh. But then of course she like you know Abby or whatever the the name the girl's name is Goody Goody, Goody Adams yes Goody I, Adams. I loved her I loved her where she was like oh you need to be the one to defeat Joseph Crackstone and Wednesday tells Goody are your spectral optics uh, damaged yeah. I'm dying <laughs> but then, then then like Goody like goes into her body and stuff I was like all right sure I'm not super into that kind of stuff so that's just personal preference that I don't fully like all of that stuff it doesn't captivate me that much but the mystery aspect the uh the different arts and the different stories loved all of that thought all of that was great share you've so seen you never show. yes have you never seen the adams family movies see i think i've seen them just a while ago you gotta I watch no them. Real, i have no real memory of them my memory is awful anyway so you gotta watch them they're great okay they are the first one i've never especially I, yeah the second one's the second one's all right but the first one's really good but yeah that's i watch those with my kids like a couple of times a year but um yeah it was really good jen ortega i knew she would be great because she had like that disney show and there are very few disney shows that i can tolerate to watch with my kids and that was one of them so I've always, and then she played young Jane on Jane the Virgin and everything. Like I always, I've always thought that she was a good actress. So she, yeah, she killed it on that. But yeah, I was excited to see that. And um, I like that she choreographed the dance. That was one of my favorite little tidbits of the show is that she choreographed the dance by herself. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'll never, I'll never be able to see the dance without thinking of the video that JJ posted of it. Yes, with FTR theme. FTR's theme music, that fit so well, fit so well, fit so well. But yeah, she was, she was great. I, I like the feel of it in general. I think Team Burton kind of hit the nail on that. That definitely had like the Adams Family uh, feel to it, but it mixed it with like a couple of other shows that I really like. I, I my best description of the show is I said that it's like the Gotham series 
meets Jessica Jones. That's the best comparison uh, that I could put. That's for a it. good. That's a good. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about this this dance scene? Not necessarily the scene itself, which is great. This song, I have an issue. I have issues with this song. Do we know what this song is about? Because I'm concerned. I'm going to tell you straight up, I don't even remember the song because now every time I think of it, I think of the FTR theme. <laughs> it's Goo Goo Muck is, is the name of the song. I'm, I, I, let, let me read some of these lyrics. Okay? Oh, please. Oh, please. Please do. <laughs> when the sun goes down and the moon comes up, I turn into a teenage goo-goo muck. Yeah, I cruise through the city and I roam the street looking for something that is nice to eat. You better duck when I show up. The goo-goo muck. I'm the night head hunter looking for some head with a way out of body underneath that head. Well, I'll get you, baby, with a little luck because I'm a teenage tiger and a goo-goo muck. This man is just horny, right? This is just I, I a don't, horny I don't teenager. see the issue. I don't see the issue with fair, any of those lyrics. Song, this is a song from the 80s. And the album it was from was called Psychedelic Jungle. So what are you expecting? <laughs> Goo Goo Muck trying to fuck. Like, it's all there. This song is about a horny teenager trying to fuck. That's what this song is about. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. I, I love it. It sounds like the perfect lyrics. I, I grew up. I grew up I'm on hip hop and R and B. Just so saying, everybody. I'm, I'm kind of immune to those lyrics. I mean, when I was in sixth grade, um, we had to make a. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it, like sarcophagus, sarcophagi thing, um, and we had to name them, and we gave her one earring and uh named her after um one of the names in freak and i was like 12. Shaniqua, so. Shaquana, freak i think she may have been i think she may have been yolanda i think she may have been yolanda. <laughs> our teacher did not understand <laughs> it was it was either and that I, it was either that song or uh dmx and cisco Tell I mean, me what you really want. As a parent now, I'm like, what was wrong with my mother? Like, why did you let me listen to that? <laughs> Everyone, if you haven't watched Wednesday, watched watch Wednesday on Netflix. Good show. Uh, we spiked to season two. They they answered the questions that needed to be answered for season one, but then they left it very open ended. Uh, for for she has a stalker now she does i think so so the principal dies we've spoiled everything on this show apologies if you we are spoiling everything i tried my best i was trying to do a spoiler free and then jeremy just no said fuck off we got to talk about the show in detail on stuff and talk about different things that happened so sorry everybody i probably should have put like some type of spoiler warning in there my bad 
Um, so the principal dies. There's got to be a new principal. We need principal Luis Guzman for next season. <laughs> Luis Guzman rules. He was so great show. as Gomez. Oh my he, God. He he's nailed great it. in everything he does. I need principal Luis Guzman. I'll, I'll be season. I'll be honest. My other criticism, my other nitpick, and wifey was the first one who said it to me. And then overall, by the end of the se- season, I was like, yeah, I don't know about that either. Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia. The look is great. I just don't think she gets the character. Yeah. That's fair. Like, that's a character you kind of have to embody. Yeah. We we actually went to see um, the Adams Family musical this summer. The kids and I did, and the whole storyline on it was basically that Wednesday had fell in love with a normie. And Dude, I saw a review that talked about that, and I was like, "This musical sucks." All I heard was the description of it. I was like, "This is not the Adams Family. What are we doing?" <laughs> Yeah, she had fell in love with a normie and Gomez was like trying to keep her happy and keep Morticia happy and whatever. But the guy that played Gomez in it was so freaking good. Like he had so many solos during it and everything. He was, the storyline was whatever, but like he was great. He was fantastic. He was the star of the entire thing. What's that? Oh, the wife is supporting Catherine Zeta-Jones, who moves between the lasers. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. She and I are texting, having a whole different conversation, too. <laughs> love it. I love it. Principal Weems was good. I felt bad. I was sad. I was sad at her demise. The Jeremy Freeze. Yeah, I froze oh, for a second. Um, Who got demised? Uh, Principal Weems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was nah, she it. tried to cover up too much shit. Her and uh, the mayor. Fuck them. Hey, why, 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 why the black dude got to die, though? Like, that's my, why that's my, why my wasn't there better security <laughs> in this hospital? Word! Yo, the security <laughs> in the hospital stinks. Legit. The what mayor, the hell are we doing? The mayor just got run over by a car and they're just he's in the hospital on a ventilator and they're just leaving him alone to where anybody could come in and pull the plug. Like you know someone is out to kill him. You think there would be a little bit better security in this hospital. You gotta be better. It's gotta be better than well, that. Come on. That was that was pathetic. Wasn't good security. Ah, but whatever. They had that, they had that WWE security. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> uh, anything else on Wednesday you guys would like to discuss on Tuesday? Um, Xavier, um, he was okay. Yeah. I, I didn't like him. I was fine with him. I didn't like him. I felt bad for him because Wednesday. It's just... Like I said, like I said at the beginning, I love the fact that they really gave her all the characteristic of like someone who has like social issues. She has social problems, and the way she treated him made me sympathetic towards him. I relate. I relate to Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. SP3 <laughs> yeah, <three> agrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my yes, only you comment do. is uh, that I told Dax that him and Cash need to learn the dance, and then on. 
it's Wednesday. You know what that means. And come out and dance oh, to the song. Boy. Could you imagine them trying to like do that dance? Oh, I, I could because neither of them have rhythm and it would be great. It's going to look like that. You've seen this like viral video of all these white dudes dancing. Yeah, and that's them. Yeah, it's not good. That's how that's how they would look. I'm did not even going to try did you see he corrected me yesterday? No, what happened? I posted a conversation that he and I had about when Cash choke slammed my little one. Mm -hmm. And he said Cash was just happy to find someone shorter than him. I saw and that. Yeah. He replied and said, To be fair, I said shorter than him and me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move into the challenge. Before we wrap things up today, let me pull up the draft here. Maggie's the, mad at us for doing a Wednesday review, but no uh, OC review. Apparently. Like, OC is something we got to, like, we just binge watch Wednesday. We got to give OC proper time. And this what is, is OC? Uh, the OC? Oh, my God. Where like you? the old show? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe there was, like, a new one. No. 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 no, they probably no. never bring that back. <laughs> no, God, no. California. I decided California. I need to rewatch um, Laguna Beach and review ah, like yeah. 20 years ago Laguna Beach and the terrible everything now. I'm I'm actually rewatching One Tree Hill and I discovered that One Tree Hill is really about a black father. It's really about a black father <laughs> because... The fault. I'm telling y'all, yo, the One Tree Hill, the concept of One Tree Hill, the original storyline is about a father who has two sons. He that are the disowned, same age. He, that are the same age. He disowned the one that he had with his high school sweetheart. He he plays basketball. Um, <laughs> goes to college to play basketball. Hooks up with another girl. Has another son. He takes care of that son. Disown the other one, and they move back into the town where his other son lives. That's and a black he doesn't father. know him. That's a black father. That's a black father. They just they just got white actors to play this black story out. That's all I think. One Tree Hill. But the more I watch it, the more I'm just like, yeah, he kills his brother. I was like, yeah, that's a black father. <laughs> I rewatched that. I rewatched that show like every other year. I'm rewatching. I'm up to season five right now. I can never watch the last season. The last season is so bad. Yo, I I've never watched it. I've never watched anything from season seven, eight, nine. When they, when uh, Chad Michael Murray and Hillary Burton left, I stopped watching. Well, that was probably a good idea. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't really get kind of the only entertaining part after that is Jamie and like that, why that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I was hyped for season five. I was like, yo, Jamie yeah. is the star. He's here. Like, why is your five year old carrying the show? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of the only and then they have like a bunch of weird killers on the loose and oh, like the, Nanny the, Perry. That's always my favorite about One Tree Hill is the crazy killer stalkers that yeah, they be like, having. This is that's a with a population of a thousand and we've got like five famous people from the same class came out of it and then 14 serial killers everybody like, plays what? music or basketball in one tree yeah. hill that's how it works or you're an author and, and yeah. don't disrespect skills skills is always is one of my favorites as well it's skills yeah. and jamie they make a, a great combination yeah so yeah that's true but the last season um 
Nathan is only part time. So he's only in like the first episode and then like the last two episodes. And it's it's just not good. It's it's all like centered around the newer characters that they bring in. And it's just not good. Yeah, now you're you're making me dread getting to this last season. I'm still in the the episodes that I mostly remembered in season mm-hmm. five because that's the first the first time jump where they time jump after uh, yeah, college. Time, and I'm just like I'm like annoying. okay, that made sense because all these people were like ten years older than the parts they were playing. Yeah. <laughs> Except for uh, the one that played Nathan, he was like the youngest, and he's yeah. like twenty two. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, exactly, exactly. The only One Tree Hill memory that I have, I can't tell you the fucking characters' names or anything. Um, Brooke Davis. Brooke Davis, absolutely. I know, I know Hillary Burton and Chad Michael Murray are in this show. I don't know, and Sophia Bush. I yes. don't know, like who I've met actual... before. She's amazing. She came in I don't when know... I when I worked at a hotel. She came in for a party, and I was like, "I'm a huge Close Over Bros fan," and she laughed. <laughs> she laughed at Brooke. I, she wasn't expecting know. that from me. <laughs> I don't know their actual character names. The only memory I have of this show is something happens, and they, I think it's like a car crash or something, and oh, one of the characters absolutely. is punching the ground as a who who what's Dan, the band? Yes, 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 because that's Rick Fox. Rick Fox uh, runs over Haley. And then he crashes, yeah. and then Nathan punches him, and he's already dead. He punches him, so he thinks he kills him. And then Dan tells Nathan, go, I'll take the blame. And then he just punches the ground, so it looks like he punched uh, Rick Fox. Yeah. What's what's the what's the band that does uh, Gives You Hell? What's the name of that band? All American Rejects. All, yeah, an All American Rejects song plays, like Tonight or whatever. I, I think that's a fun song, actually. <laughs> um, one of those All American Rejects songs, and I, I like them. Like, that song plays. As he's like beating up the ground. That's they, my only. They did memory have of good music. They had yeah, really yeah, good I music do. because since Hillary Burton had come from MTV, she had so many connections with people that they did have really good music in the show. Uh, my favorite episodes are the random ones where Pete Wentz shows up and he's like trying to fuck sixteen-year-old Peyton Sawyer yes. and going on a fucking camping trip with them. Like, yes, what? It's like, what are you doing here? What is going You're on? You're like thirty-five here? years old. Go away. <laughs> My favorite ones are the ones where uh, where Hillary Burton has a stalker who plays her brother and <laughs> who, who who portrays his brother as her brother and then uh, tries to kidnap her and then rape her. This is like it's it gets it gets it gets real on one trio. It got, I was like, it got wild. Yeah, I was like, what what am I watching anymore? <laughs> I've I've seen bits and pieces of the show. I have no recollection of any of it except for him beating up the ground. I know it's a a crazy show. I mean, it came out around the same time as the OC, and the OC is yeah. very and cool. and it lasted it's way longer than the OC. Yeah, that's not a good thing though. By the sound of it, that, no, like, no, no. Saying. They should have they should have ended probably after season four or six. But uh, but yeah. rewatching Entourage, I realized that Entourage probably should have ended after season six. Because season six kind of ties everything up very nicely. And like season seven is the Vin- Vince is a drug addict season. So and then eight is the end. So did we really need those seasons? No, it should probably should have ended after six. 
Uh, let's get into the challenge, which will never end. Anissa. Okay, so last last week, Nelson and Nerys fucked up because Nelson is just afraid to take these shots, right? I'm going to skip to the, the ending portion here. Nelson and Nerys are part of the group that goes down there for the zone. Anissa and Jordan win the challenge. Good for them. Um, they pick Jay and Michelle, Nelson, Nerys, Fessy, Mariah, Horatio, and Olivia. And all episode after the, the daily, after Anissa and Jordan win, is about like, Nelson's going to have this choice to make. They foreshadowed the shit out of this, right? Like it was very obvious what was about to happen at this draw here. So they foreshadow the shit out of it of Nelson's going to have this choice between Fessy, who he's trying to repair his friendship with after Fessy uh, threw him in and beat him last time, or Olivia, who is his challenge girlfriend for this season. What's he going to do? And so Fessy or, or Olivia pulls the dagger. It's not safe. Fessy pulls the dagger. It's not safe. Nelson and Reese pull the dagger. It's the safe dagger. Who are they going to pick? And Nelson is talking about, like, I always play this game with emotion and not smart and everything. And I need to, maybe that's why I've never won and stuff. I, I don't play the game. I play with the emotions. And what does he fucking do? He saves Fessy, who is useless, who is not good, who has proven he will stab him in the back, instead of Horatio and Olivia who he's got a good thing going with Olivia. Look, they're not great competitors. Who helped him make the only good move he made this season. Yes. Like, uh, what are you, Nelson? I love you, but what are you doing, Nellie T? Do you not understand how this works? No, he doesn't. No. Uh, he does or, not. I, I, I mean, I said this after Jay and Michelle had back-to-back weeks of bonehead decisions. Uh, I said they sunk their game. And did. as you see in this episode, they in fact did. But we also got someone else who sunk their game with two back-to-back bad decisions. Last week, the bad decision of putting the two teams that you said were good in the interrogation into the elimination because you got manipulated by Devin. And then this week, you picked Fassel? Fassel? Oh my god. This man has threw you under the bus. Not only threw you under the bus, betrayed you in double agents. He then then took off your helmet and threw salt in your eye. What are we doing? And Olivia, this, this angel, this angel of the challenge gods sent to Nelson, helped him make the only good decision he's made this season, and he throws her under the bus really he's done they're done i wouldn't be surprised if they're the next team eliminated that's how dumb that was terrible decision by nelson so we get horatio and olivia against jay and michelle and the elimination i'll say i'll say this the saving grace for nelson might be that Olivia seems very understanding and seemed to think like he's playing his game. It's a game move. It's okay. I get it. And maybe she will take that and be like, it's okay. I won't 
turn on you. Like, I understand. But I don't think Fessy is going to uh, uphold his part of this of like, hey, you saved me. Thanks for that. You know what? You're kind of a weak link compared to like Bananas and Devin and all this stuff. Like, let me just throw you on. I don't think Fessy's an integral player at all. You saw he treated Anissa on this episode. You, yeah. you would think him and Anissa are like brother and sister. He was so he felt so betrayed. He was he was uh, sent down into the zone. Like, oh, I would never do something like this to you. Then he's whining and crying in the bedroom with As with he- Nelson about it afterwards. It was just like, why is this man on my TV? <laughs> like, why can't why can't he? Uh, Jay be- Mich- his partners get injuries in the finals. Why can't he get an injury and take off a season? Like, that's all I want. I'm not asking for physical harm to him. I just want an injury that keeps him out long enough so I don't have to go. I can go a season without seeing his face. Jay, Jay and Michelle against Horacio and Olivia. Uh, Horacio and Olivia win. And this is hilarious because it's sometimes like communication game where they're rolling in this thing and you got to collect pyramids but it's a puzzle as well and everything. It's very complicated shit that my brain could not handle, but it's apparently very tough to like communicate between these things and like how you're trying to talk to each other. And then you've got everybody on the stand yelling and they're all cheering for Horacio and and Olivia and Jay is getting very frustrated. Michelle's getting very frustrated and Horacio and Olivia ended up winning this thing. And Jay throws this like, terrible fit i don't even know how to a describe tantrum. it he threw it, a it was very much a, tantrum. a child tantrum of he's like oh i beat all of you guys like if you were down like i would be i'd win this whole game and my favorite part of this is like i lost survivor i've lost my previous two on the challenge like let me just have this one and it's like do you not get how this works what do you mean let you have it like, huh? And even Jordan is like, you got to understand how this shit works, dude. Like, you're coming back on these seasons. Your game's got to hold up. You got to make these relationships. And if you fuck up on one season, that's going to carry over to the next season. And that's yeah. what happened here. Jay acting like he is this, like, big, bad, tough player. Like, the way, the only way I can describe this is it was very, I used uh, 50 Cent. Uh, Dennis showed earlier. This is 50 Cent Pauly Calafiori. Like, <laughs> yes, of like, yeah, I would beat all of you motherfuckers if you were down here right yes. now. But there was no conviction behind it, there were no statistics behind it. There were no, like, oh, yeah, you can, you can see, like, you can blame your partner. Pauly could easily blame his partner. That's easy. There were, there was no, like, he didn't even have a great, like, yo, Brad, your, your girlfriend's fucking another guy. And, like, yeah, yeah it was like, it was like a low red version of Paulie in Final Reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I beat all of you guys. It's like, since when? Why are you saying, and I like Jay. I have no he issues. With- said so many bonehead oh, things wait. on this episode. The right worst, the worst one was the conventional during the daily where he said, I'm sick of Johnny Bananas winning everything. Then why the hell did you not vote him straight into elimination? What are we doing? Why Why are you even saying that? Do you? Did you guys watch X on the Beach? Which one? 
Uh, it was it was one of the Morgan was on it. It was with Morgan. Uh, let me see. Um, what no, no, I didn't. Okay. okay, hold on. I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you uh sort of what happens. It was X on the Beach season, and I'm pretty sure season like one, maybe two. Uh, I think it actually might have been two. Why can't I find just information here? Why is why is information so hard to find on on the internet? Wow, this is what couldn't I tell you. <laughs> All right, so so anyway, uh, it was season two. Okay, season two, X on the Beach. So Morgan is there and Jay is there because they're they're exes. This is why Bananas and Jay have have a history and everything. So there's this other guy there that is with with Morgan, and I forget his damn name. It's not super important. Who cares? And like Jay gets very jealous of of Morgan being with this other guy and everything, right? Um, and, and his name's Alex, apparently. Whatever. So he gets very jealous, and he's like trying to fight this guy, but he he's trying to act very big and bad and trying to like, all right, yeah, like whatever, like that's my girl type of thing. And security like kind of like whatever holds him back. He comes uh, like he gets past. And he's running around the house to like try to get at this guy. And he slips, falls, busts his ass as he is trying to fight this man and looks like just a complete idiot on television. And I'm like, oh, dude, if you were going to like run after it was very, no, all apologies to the great John Moxley. It was very, (laughs) and I got to mute myself for talking about wrestling here in a second. It was very John Moxley of like when he's trying to get it and he just hang man and he slips and falls and just on the road. I was like, oh, Mox, you're supposed to be like this big badass. And like, you just, he's two left feet. That's what Jay yeah. did. Like he is trying to run and he just busts his ass. And it's like, oh, dude, like you cannot try to pretend like you were like a badass and then like pull that move right there. So, Jay, I'm sorry. I don't buy this tough guy tough guy act yeah Corey says it of like he's legitimately just riding the ibct yeah. wave that's yeah it. that's what it is now but we're now going on what three different seasons you've done since then like yeah it's time to do something else you got to do something else for me partner y'all were the first team to win back-to-back uh you know dailies but yeah, then that that was kind of the cause of your demise because you made the wrong choices when it came down to picking teams. So he he's good. I think he's good as a physical competitor. You know, he's kind of like the right size where he can do different things, except for maybe like when he's going in a physical like elimination against a bigger you know opponent. Mm-hmm. But he's horrible at the social and the uh, the politics of the game. He's he's not good, and now he's eliminated. And I did I did like when he tried to call out Jordan of like you want to play this game with integrity, and here you are yelling and trying to help the other team and stuff. I was like, look, man, there ain't no integrity. Exactly, exactly. And I love I love Jordan trying to talk some sense into Nelson during the interrogation. Like I know I know you deal with emotion, and you don't. You you he said the whole he said the whole thing. Oh, I believe in forgiveness and all this other stuff. And, and Jordan's like, I believe in revenge. Like <laughs> yeah. you had to get some revenge on this dude. I have lost Jay and Michelle. The chat is still. The chat, elimination. Has, the chat has as many teams as, as me. We each have two more teams more than, than share. 
And SP3 is still doing well with three. But the chat over here is just, they lucked out with two teams that, for some reason, Horatio and Olivia have been in, been in elimination three times, and they've won all three. And partially, they've won all three because just the other teams, they just want them to be sent home. So they're <laughs> yeah, just helping much. Horatio and Olivia win, win these challenges here yeah like, like they the, didn't like turbo so they just yelled everything and helped Horatio and olivia to to beat turbo they didn't like jay and michelle so they yelled everything to help them i'm getting fucked because i had jay and michelle and turbo and tamara on my team and they can't play a political game where shit so the grandstand is yelling and going against everybody Horatio and olivia is just gonna win this whole damn thing because everybody's just cheering for them you carry yeah. them to the final like my the 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 team that I'm most confident in right now out of my three is Devin and Tori because another week and the house has not oh realized who's running this game. It's like I'm I'm like dumbfounded. Like this is Wes needs to watch Devin from this season because this is the I I've never seen a season where Wes went this long into the season controlling everything and not everybody realizing it. This is, I mean, they were in the first elimination and they won that and they have not been back since like, and they haven't even performed well in the dailies. They haven't done anything, but Devin is so clearly running things right now. That is, it's kind of outstanding. I got to get it. It is. It is. This is more, this is probably more impressive than uh, Weston X's too. Yeah. So I, I've lost Jay and Michelle. They're out. We'll recap the challenge next week. I got two strong teams. I got Devin and Tori. I got Amber and Chauncey. And I got Furniture, y'all. I got Furniture as my third team. <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite segment. We need graphics. We need, like, music and yeah. everything. It's time for... The love calculator. <laughs> Who are we putting up today? The, the love. love doctor has arrived. <laughs> Who are we putting in the love calculator today, everybody? Let's um, let's see. Who can this we? This is the only time that we go against our rule. Put, put in Nelson. Us. Put in Nelson and winning. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson Thomas. This, if you need his last. Nelson Thomas. Okay, we'll use his last. Nelson and Thomas winning. and winning. Winning. Let's see. Calculate their love. I think Nelson. See, wow! here, all right. 87%. Here's the thing about this one. I think Nelson does love winning. He's just not doing it. Like, <laughs> you know, know you can you love win. somebody, but they might not love you back. In <laughs> that's that that's way. fair. <laughs> and do it the other way. See if it makes yeah. a difference. If you put winning first and then put <laughs> Nelson Thomas. The crushes of, of Nelson. It's got to be 87, right? Otherwise. I mean, it would have to be. Yeah, okay. So yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Just put, winning, put winning the challenge. <laughs> there you go. There's now, now we're thinking the challenge. Right. All right, a <laughs> lower. Now it's lower. Nice. A little lower. Yeah, 69. Absolutely. I think, I think Nelson loves winning. I think winning might even like Nelson. But they're just not compatible. Exactly. Like some some relationships are just toxic. 
the Chinese zodiac toxic relation. The Chinese fucking zodiac <laughs> is against them. It's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. Oh, um, who else can we do? What else um, do we have with the the love doctor here on retainer? Here, Gomez Adams and Morticia Frump. Oh, see that should be. This should be a hundred. Not admans. Oh, admans. Admans. Morticia, is that how you spell it? Yes. Frump, yep. Like that? Is that right? Yep. yep. Oh, they should be higher. Should be higher than Nelson. Should be Nelson. higher. Yeah. They're trying to fuck everywhere. Bless them. That, truly. Um, just, do... they, it killed a man, and it's like, we still got to make out for like five minutes before <laughs> we decide on what we're doing here. But so before we decide, he was taking the rap for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do um, Ronald and women. Oh, God. Because every, every woman loves him. <laughs> I mean... We can get the there proof right here. See? There you go. Trying to doubt. And doubt Ronald. Put Ronnie and Sammy. Yeah. Oh. Ronnie and Sammy. All right. What are their last names? We got these last names. Uh, let me let me look it up. Ron. Ron. Sammy sweetheart. A, yeah. Uh, it's Sammy Ronnie Ortiz Dash Magro. I ain't doing dashes. Ronnie Ortiz. <laughs> What's what's her name? Sammy Sweetheart. All right, we'll put it Sammy Sweetheart. Is it two ends? It's it's G Gina Gola, G A I A. Ah, we're doing Sammy Sweetheart. We're going O L A. Gianola. Wait, hold on, hold on. Sammy Sweetheart. It is two M's. So wrong. Yeah, that's about right. That seems legit. That seems legit. That's legit. One percent, absolutely. The most toxic relationship in reality television history. See, look, Doctor Love thinks a relationship might work out between one percent, but the chance is very small. A successful relationship is possible, but both have to work on it. That didn't happen. Do not. That did not happen. That did not happen. Do not sit back and think it'll all work out fine because it might not be working out the way you wanted it to. Spend as much time with each other as possible. Don't do that at all. Uh, again, this chance of relationship. They did. They spent a lot of time together. They spent way too out. much time yeah. together. Did not work yeah, out. They should too well. not spend any time together. That Man, that first season of Jersey Shore is reality television peak. It oh, is peak. Peak. It yes. Is. Absolutely. No, I, 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 and I, I'm, I might be in the minority here. The Miami season was even better for me. I'm sorry because of the fight between fights between Angelina and Snooki was the, one of the most funniest things oh, I've yeah. ever seen on reality. I'm still say... pretty, bitch. I'm still pretty, bitch. <laughs> and, the, and the fight between Vinny and, and Angelina, where you, you're the you're the Staten Island dump, you dirty bitch. <laughs> he was like, I... you're the Rob Kardashian of Staten Island, you dirty. Oh bitch. my god! I will say that. I loved that Sammy wouldn't come back for the like reunion thing. Yeah. And she was like, I've moved on. I'm getting married. Had all the girls had their bridesmaids dresses. And she called off her wedding like a week before. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's alone now? Or yep. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, maybe they are meant to be. 
crazy as hell. He's been through like five relationships. Yes. I think and, his and, and, mama has an order of protection against him. And five stints uh, in rehab, too. He's had yeah. more stints in rehab than situation. That's crazy. Okay, I'm switching. I'm switching over. So we've got we need to see what the who's dated who Alex says. Lover. Justin May oh. Lover. <laughs> Where? Oh, wait. I clicked the wrong thing. Damn, this man's almost 40. You mm-hmm. co- yeah, we're all old. Yeah, sixty percent compatibility. Are you Look kidding at that? Me? Look at the that. Chinese zodiac. Well, it was the regular zodiac. What does their height that, have to do with compatibility? Oh, who cares? It rules. I love that. That's a factor. It was the Can regular zodiac. Somebody, well, I want to know like the height. So a big height difference. Here we go. Hold on. Hayden Panettiere and the the Klitschko. The height difference on them is insane. Like she's five foot nothing and he's like look oh at yeah this. that's yeah. crazy so look at that compatibility the height 91 percent. so apparently go. like a, a tall height god thing damn is a thing. their daughter is seven we're old we're all old. jesus i feel like they just had her man i remember her on the first season of heroes <laughs> oh, fucking heroes that was a show <laughs> that was a good show for one season so i, I so the height thing the height thing on here clearly favors if it's like kind of tall and kind of short. She is up to his shoulder. This man is a full head length taller than her. My child is up to my shoulder. <laughs> Who else can I do? Um, I don't know. Yeah. What were Ronnie and and situated Ronnie situation? What were Sammy in situations? I guess they consider 82%. that. 82%. They, they were the Zodiacs. There you go. The Zodiacs Damn. got together and were like, you know what? These two work. That was the These original crush in the house. Oh, Situation yeah, had a crush on Sammy first. And then and then Ronnie, Ronnie pulled the robbery. He pulled the robbery, bro. They should have stuck with it, man. They really should have. No, Mike is very lucky to have the woman that he has now because he is stuck by him through everything. Yeah. Bless the situation. He turned things around for him. Dude, seriously, he was the biggest villain in reality television yeah. history in those first six seasons. And now yeah. with the family vacation, he's done a successful baby face turn. Getting his oh, no. oh, Who is no. best for Johnny Bananas? Johnny Bananas. <laughs> Camilla. <laughs> What, what did he have with more? I like how it's all just people from the show. It really is, though. 30, 36%. With oh, you went out with her for three years? Wow. Yeah, they were together yeah, for a Yeah, they were together time. for a while. Yeah. Oh. Kaylee. Melissa. <laughs> Oops. Melissa. He just hooked up with Melissa. Yeah. Yeah, just, that was. A lot of these were just hookups. 70%, though. Yeah, look at that. Had an encounter. It said they had an encounter. <laughs> an encounter. Kayla is how did the challenge cameras miss Johnny making out with Kayla? Come on, gotta get it together. Challenge, get your cameras out there, Angela. That was crazy ass, very toxic. Yeah, 27%. That's what was that final reckoning, right? I think so. Natalie, I thought they were vendettas. Yeah, I thought they were good together too. They were cute, they were together for one year. Hannah was his girlfriend for a long time, yeah. and that's who was in the sex tape with him. Yes, 72%. There you go. 
they have Nani? Camilla. There we go. God, Nani looks her she looks completely different. Mm-hmm. 61 with Camilla. That is that that doesn't even look like Nani. Yeah, that was really Nani. Doesn't. That was Nani pre That's Las Vegas Nani. Everything. Real world Las Vegas. Old Casey Cooper. Casey. Trisha. 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 Oh. 67 and then 98. The 90 should be like 100%. That's ride or die outfit. <laughs> she had an encounter with him. Yes. They, an encounter. They've had long in. Johnny Bananas has encountered everybody. <laughs> that is true. And just encounters people. <laughs> Close do, encounters. Do uh, CT. Oh, man. CT got some bodies on him. He got 92. Chris. Tamborelli. There you go. Of course, DM's at the top. They should have 100% compatibility. They don't, they don't have that many on here. Of... Oh, Siobhan, I remember that one. Yeah, that was uh, Duel 2. DM, that's 63%. God, eight years. Eight years, that's right. Uh, that was... That was... They did Lily dirty with that picture. <laughs> like that's a very word. Flattery. They had an encounter on a roof. <laughs> yeah, had an encounter. Sixty-one in Rivals one. Yeah, had an encounter in Rivals two. <laughs> Fifty and then Lily. Eight years. Oh, they don't even have a compatibility. Relationship well, he also just filed for divorce. So yeah, well, yeah, they've been going through issues since Double Agents. What can you do? She was actually married when she got pregnant with Chris Junior. Oh. <sighs> that was kind of doomed. That was probably doomed. Yeah, usually not a good sign. No, usually not a good sign. Usually not. All right, everybody, let's get the hell out of here. Share Delaware, do you want to plug anything? Um, check out the newest episode of Strong Style here on Sightful Overbooked. And uh, I was on a bunch of shit last week, so check out last week's Day After Dynamite. And then I was on this. I was on Roundtable. There was way too much of me but we also yeah us on the round table with joel we kind of just took took it over and didn't let shack do what he needed to do no one cares about shack who cares jeremy was pitching the live sex celebration i'm sorry i'm pretty sure this is a great idea did you see the ratings this past week they could use some fucking on their show. You pitched it, and then he said, no, I'm leaving this company. <laughs> well, maybe Tony Khan pitched it. And that's why he <laughs> left the I'm sorry that I have great ideas. I'm being attacked for presenting new ideas. SP3, would you like to plug anything? Uh, follow me on the Twitter machine, True Hill SP3. Check out True Hill Heat. 203 from uh, Saturday with Cresta the Star. She was amazing. Hilarious Great. episode where we uh, sang family Ga- the Family Matters theme song and smart. <gasps> Great stuff. The best. 
Cresta is great. Everyone watch her uh, on the Impact Post show on Thursdays. Somebody else is on that show as well, but we don't talk about him. Uh, keep it here on Fight Over Books. We have FMC every Tuesday where we talk about not wrestling. Where we talk about largely basketball, but as you've seen, Challenge, Wednesday, Love Reviews, other reviews. Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle starts this week, SP3, December 7th, tomorrow. Yeah, I've been getting people on. I've been put. I put my nephew and his wife on. I've been telling them like too hot to handle. Need to watch right. that. We will. We'll be watching the too hot to handle this week. I'm sure. So we'll talk about that. Have I been submitted to any more shows? No, we have to do that next week. We, we have do. to submit you to some shows. That's what we, we do. That's what we have to do. Yeah. So we'll do that next week as well. We'll sign up Share Delaware for reality television. More of that, or <laughs> or we could get we could make like a dating profile and find someone outside the country and put her on ninety day fiance. Oh, no. that, that, <laughs> that, okay. that one's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna ask you. I apologize for asking this on our air. Could we sign you up for a dating website on this show? What dating website? I have a free one. We're not paying for yeah, shit. No, I, oh, well, yeah. But I'm saying, like, don't sign me up for, like, freaking farmers only. No, or Christ, like, match or Christian or Mingle. Match is free. Because we put you on match. Yeah. So here's a funny story about eHarmony before we go off. Um, a couple of years ago, I started getting, like, these random emails about matches on eHarmony, and I thought they were just spam. Somebody had used my pictures and my own email. And wow. signed me up for eHarmony, but they had I was 56 years old. <laughs> and so I like had to contact eHarmony and they give me the access to the account. So I, I had to provide like my driver's license and all this shit. So I get access to the account and I'm messaging. She had matched with, so, or he, whoever, had matched with so many people. And I'm mat- like messaging all these people like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And she's on there messaging the people at the same time i am she i I don't know what's happening but here's my phone number and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) so i finally got the account deleted but yes i was on eHarmony as in my 50s so (laughs) eHarmony got there before you did (laughs) i just want to know who believed that i was in my 50s because (laughs) i was a little offended yeah, you guys can make me a dating profile. I don't care. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, it's next week's show is going to be must watch. Yes. Must watch show, y'all. <laughs> Bless you, Cher, for going along with our silly bits. Um, keep it here. Fight Flow Over Books. We have new content every day. Tomorrow will be a new episode of New Japan Bread Club with Kieran and Matt. At some point this week, we'll be Tag Talk. Uh, Haley was doing traveling this week, so it was not on the usual Monday spot. I told them, whenever you want to do it, just like, do it i don't care uh so at some point this week will be tag talk uh we'll have newsworthy we'll have coexisting with rob and maggie i conned uh cameron hawkins our pal seahawk into doing a voiceover for me that i'm finally going to put to use this week it's a tremendous tremendous voiceover what i had oh you should have had him do a voiceover for the love doctor that would be good do you have bitches Do you need bitches? <laughs> Let's see what your compatibility compatibility is with bitches. 
That'd be good, actually. Uh, this one is wrestling related. I didn't do a wrestling related voiceover. That's uh, good. I got to put that to use this week. So new content all the time. Uh, so yeah, everybody, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked if you haven't. Leave a thumbs up on the channel. Go to youtube.com slash Fightful. Subscribe over there. Watch all the shows over there. Go to True Hill Heat. Subscribe. Watch all the shows over there. And then go on match.com next week and search for Share Delaware. <laughs> 56 years old make sure you set your parameters see what and we'll see what happens (laughs) bye everybody what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co